Welcome to The Real Church Podcast. Our mission is for you to know the love of Jesus and live out your God-given purpose. Now, join us and listen in to the latest message from Pastor David John Phillips. You ever hear those pastors that, pastors maybe standing on the stage or pastors on TV or maybe it's your friends, they say, I, hear, I heard God tell me this, I heard God tell me to do this, or I felt led by God to do these things. Or maybe you've said those exact same things and doubted yourself even after you said it. Or maybe you heard this pastor who just talked about those Bible characters or last week talked about those Bible characters who have heard God's voice and and they hear them in a daily, personal, conversational relationship. And yet maybe sometimes you feel like and I I don't I don't feel like I hear God like the people in the Bible did, like the the like Moses did, like Elijah did, like, like Paul did. I don't feel like I, why don't, you ever ask yourself the question, why don't I hear God's voice like them? Why don't I hear God? You know, I, I have to make the statement too that I don't think that I've ever, just to clarify, I don't think that, I'm not sure that I've ever heard the audible voice of God. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've heard God thousands and thousands of times in my life. And we're going to talk about exactly what that means. First, God speaks in multiple different ways. And the first way, the the way that everything else is balanced off of is his word. His word right here, the principles, his nature never change, right? So if God speaks to you in prayer, he speaks to you in your daily life through prayer experience or through other people, if anything that I say is against God's word and his principles and nature as revealed through scripture, then I'm wrong, 100%. So I encourage you on everything that comes from this pulpit, everything that comes from, from our podcast, everything that comes from anyone as you're listening, God can use people to speak through people or can use, uh, speak to people through people. But make sure that it's in line with his character and nature as, as spoken in this word. It's so important to know the Bible. So God communicates in multiple different ways. Hebrews 1.1 says God communicates in multiple different ways in multiple different circumstances. And today he speaks to us through Jesus, right? And we talked about last week, we talked about the spirit of truth, which is the spirit of Jesus teaching us about Jesus and teaching, teaching us and guiding us into all truth and how to live like Jesus, which is important. I think... You know, I said I'd, I'd never heard or I'm not sure that I've ever heard God's voice audibly. And just to clarify that as well, imagine maybe, maybe you have this close friend and you walk into a situation and it's a stressful situation and you're, you're brand new into the situation and you have this friend that's been there for a while and they understand the situation. You look to them to see what's going to happen and what's going on. And they look at you and they give you those eyes or they, you know, they, they move their mouth in a certain way. And just because they're your close friend and you understand by the way that they move and the way that they, they look at you, you know exactly what you need to do in that situation. You understand what I'm talking about? There's some nonverbal communication, but just by being in the presence of your friend, you know what to do. It's comforting and it gives you direction. Um, I, I also think about my wife. My wife... Uh, works at a preschool down the road. And this past week, she had a really tough day. 
she, uh, it was, it, she didn't realize how traumatic it was for her. There was, there was a teacher there that passed out multiple times, and, and they were concerned about, she was pregnant, they were concerned about the baby and everything, and they had to call ER. And my wife was the one that was helping her. And when she, you know, she helped her, she stayed calm and cool and collected and everything, and when she, when she finally made it home, she walked through the door, and she just kind of crumbled she began to cry and, and she began to tell me about her day. And I didn't say a word, but I knew that she needed me in that moment. So I just got up and gave her a hug and she buried her head in my chest and wept. I didn't have to say anything, but my very presence, my very embrace comforted her and gave her exactly what she needed in that moment. And I knew what she needed and I gave her what she needed right there. Does that make sense? Same in our relationship with God. He knows what we need, and sometimes it's his presence, it's his embrace, it's knowing that he's here, it's him taking us by the hand, realizing, you know, when we walk into a room and we feel this radical sense of peace, when we shouldn't feel that radical sense of peace, we know that he's there. He's communicating to us that he's with you and he loves you. I think about a newborn baby. A baby, right after it's born, can barely see whatsoever, they can't. I don't know if it's like two feet that they can see and it's still kind of blurry in front of them. But they're, they're created so that they can see their, their mom as they're, they're nursing. As they continue to grow older, they're, they're able to see, but they're not able, when they hear mom and dad's voice, it's soothing to them. But they don't yet understand every word that's coming out of mom and dad's mouth because they haven't learned English yet or they haven't learned whatever Spanish or whatever the communication is, but it soothes them. They cry when they need something and mom and dad are there in order to give them a bottle or in order to, to uh, there to change their diaper when they need it. And just knowing that mom and dad are in the room or just the embrace in the middle of the night soothes the baby and gives the baby exactly what they need. How similar is it for us as baby Christians who we're learning how to hear the voice of God. We're learning how to communicate with our Father in heaven. And he gives us exactly what we need when we need it. He gives us that embrace. He gives us the peace. He feeds us when we need to be fed and teaches us and helps us to mature by walking with us and holding our hand when we need it. Because he's our heavenly Father and he wants to lead us and guide us in a close relationship with him. Even when we don't think that he, we deserve it. Just to push down that line just a little bit further. How tragic would it be? <laughs> I, uh, my son, he plays soccer. He's six years old. And I want to teach him. I'm, I've played soccer since I was four years old. And, you know, I, God blessed me. I, I was on the, the Louisiana State uh, Olympic development team. And, I mean, I, I love soccer. I, I just love it. And my son, he's six. I, I, sometimes I try to teach him how to kick the ball correctly or I try to show him. And he's not ready for me to teach him yet. He's like, no, Daddy, watch me do it. Watch me do it. You know, and then he goes off and he, he doesn't listen to what I have to say in that moment. How, how tragic is it when sometimes I feel, because I, I watch my son and I watch what he does and I, I see my own relationship with God and how my son reacts to me. How tragic is it when God wants to speak to me and I'm like, no, daddy, watch me do it. Watch me do it. When he wants to show me and lead me in the, just a thought.
So, who wants to, in this room, and this is going to be interactive to somewhat, uh, interactive somewhat, who wants to hear God more clearly? And almost everyone. Well, I got good news. Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Anyone who asks receives. Anyone who seeks finds. Anyone knocks who knocks, the door is open to them, right? So just based on that verse, I want to take a moment and I want us together to ask God to speak to us and to teach us how to hear him more clearly. Can we do that? We all want to hear him more clearly. The Bible just says if we ask, we get it. Does that make sense? You guys follow me? Let's, let's just lift your hands just kind of like, like you're receiving from him. And let's pray together. And if you, I mean, you just agree with me in prayer or you can pray yourself. Father, we want to learn, myself included, God, I want to learn, Lord, how to hear you more clearly. Lord, I want to learn the ways that you communicate. Father, because I know that we don't live by bread alone, but we live by every word that comes from your mouth. Father, teach me, teach us, Lord God, to hear you. Lord God, but teach us to hear you so clearly, Lord, that it changes every aspect of our life. And, and teach us in such a way that we can communicate how to hear you more clearly to those around us, God. Every single one of us in this room, Lord God, teach us to hear you that clearly so that we can walk others into a deeper relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I keep going back to this next verse because I really want you to get it. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. I mean, this is just so good. Because it says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's verse 14. Now the question is, is it his will that you would grow in your relationship and your ability to communicate, not only to talk to God, but to hear from him? Is that his will? Yes? So if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So we know then, if that is indeed his will, we know that God heard us when we prayed that. Would you agree? Okay. Verse 15. This is so cool. This is the confidence we have in, in approaching God. So we can have confidence. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We know that he heard us then because we asked according to his will. Then it says, if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have whatever we've asked for. That's amazing. So I can tell you with confidence today, you prayed that prayer and you asked God, you will grow in your understanding of how to hear his voice. It's a promise from his word. How amazing is that? So the question then on hearing God, the first was, can I hear God? We proved that we can hear God. The second, the, the major question for today then is, why don't I hear God? Why don't I hear God? And I have three, this is one of those sermons where you have three major points. So I have three major points. And the reason that I'm saying that is because I want you guys to remember this. I want you guys to understand and remember. The first is from Matthew 6, It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. So the first is focus. Why don't I hear from God? The first is focus. And the question to think about or the question to ask yourself is, where is my focus? You guys ever heard the term selective hearing? 
Anybody ever selective hearing, right? It's hearing loss by attention. It's a common phenomenon that affects a wide range of individuals. Wives would say it's a common phenomenon that affects my husband, right? Parents would say it's a common phenomenon that affects my kids. I would say it affects everyone. It occurs when we unconsciously block out sounds while interacting with something that we have deliberately chosen to focus on, keyword deliberately, deliberately chosen to focus on or are very interested in. A couple examples would be maybe your son or your daughter playing a video game and you're trying to get them to do something. They're like, yeah, mom, yeah, mom. And, you know, they just keep going. Maybe it's uh, your husband on Sunday after church, you know, they're watching the game and, and you're trying to talk to them and they're not listening to you. Maybe it's your wife on social media and, you know, late at night and you're trying to talk to her and she's, it's almost like she can't hear you. What's going on? In these instances, it isn't that the noise of the activity we're committed to completely drowns out all the other noise. But rather that our brains make the decision to selectively focus on this one thing while blocking out everything else. We deliberately chose this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We are created by God, created to focus on him. We're created for him to be our sole focus. And as we focus on him, all these other things are given to us. As we focus on him and know that we're in right standing with him, we can hear from him clearly. And all of the other things that we a lot of times lose our focus, I mean, a lot of times we focus on instead, all of those are given to us, right? But sometimes we find ourselves, I know sometimes I find myself focusing, taking my focus off of him and being distracted by other things. So I want to give just a couple of biblical examples of selective hearing gone wrong. Something that we can learn from. Now, I want this to be encouraging, right? This is life-giving, so if this is you, remember from our first few messages, if you haven't, go check them out on podcast. We fall forward, right? Because of Jesus, because we're forgiven in him, if we've given our life to him. When we fall, we fall forward. We fall forward to him and get up and keep walking with him, right? So the first one, let's talk about, think about Judas. So Judas was like, he was one of the 12 disciples, hand chosen by Jesus, Okay, and for two and a half years, Judas walked with Jesus. He heard Jesus. He was around everybody that seemed to believe in Jesus. He looked like he was good to go, right? But yet Judas was given a job, and his job was the money bags and whatever, right? So Judas, we know in the end of everything, Judas sold out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Judas was so focused on his job that he wasn't able to hear the word of God. And so even though everything looked okay, his focus screwed him over. Really, for lack of better words, his focus messed him up. So, so Judas, because of his lack of focus, wasn't able to hear the very word of God and, and carry out what, what he could have been carrying out. Number two, Paul. What about Paul? Well, you think, well, Paul wrote most of the Old Testament, I mean, most of the New Testament. He wrote like half of it, right? He wrote all these letters. But think about before Jesus, Paul was one of the, like the, 
most amazing religious leaders of the day. He, he learned from Gamaliel, who was one of the top religious leaders of the, day, of the day. He knew the Old Testament back and forward. But what he failed to see was that the Old Testament all pointed to Jesus. Now, Paul, he, was probably, he probably got to hear Jesus speak because um, Jesus spoke to thousands and thousands of people. But Paul was so focused on what he had always been taught about the Old Testament that he couldn't hear God speak through the Old Testament. I think a lot of times in the church today, we get so focused on what we've always been taught instead of being able to actually hear God speak to us. I want to hear Jesus. I want, I want when I'm reading his word, when I'm, when I'm listening, I don't want to filter everything by what I think I know. I want to filter everything by what his word actually says. Right? So selective hearing. A lot of times why don't we hear from God? It's because we're focused on things. And maybe, maybe that's you or and I know for me, it's been me at different points in my life. But here's the thing. When we fall, we fall forward. Because we seek first God and his righteousness. Now, as children of the king, he's given us his righteousness so we can be confident that we're in right standing with him. So once again, when we fall, we fall into his arms. He shows us that we're forgiven, that we're loved, and we can put our focus back on him instead of taking our focus off of him. And keep walking with him, moving forward in what he has for us. Amen? Does that make sense? Good to go? Clear? Cool. So why don't I hear for God? Number one is focus. Where's my focus? And I want my focus on Jesus. I want, I want to believe and trust what he says about every situation. Not what I think about the circumstances. Not what I feel about my failures. Because he says I'm loved. He says I'm forgiven. He says I'm in him. Number two is desire. Do I want to hear from God? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Hebrews 3, verses 7 and 8. So as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the times of testing in the wilderness. Now, question, what is a hard heart? A hard heart is just simply choosing not to hear. A hard heart is willfully saying, I don't want to hear what you have to say, God, in this area. He's talking about the Israelites. Think about the Israelites. Like, the Israelites back in the day, they were slaves for 400 years. They cried out to God for a deliverer. God's merciful. So what does God do? He delivers them through Moses. They, they are delivered from Pharaoh. They come out of Egypt. They have like tons and tons of gold. They take all of the gold from, from the Egyptians and stuff. And, and uh, God, God dries up the Red Seas so that they can walk across the Red Sea. And then they look back and, and the Red Sea just takes over their enemies. Next thing you know, God gives them, they're hungry in the wilderness and God gives them manna to eat. And they get tired of the manna and God gives them uh, quail, that God gives them other meat to eat. So like God is taking care of them miracle after miracle after miracle. It says that their clothes didn't even, you know, their clothes didn't mess up, their sandals didn't mess up, their feet never swelled walking in the wilderness. And so they have this God that, it's obvious that he cares about them. 
it's obvious that he loves every aspect of their lives, right? And then in Exodus chapter 20, Exodus chapter 20, verses 18 and 19. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. Everybody say fear. Fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. The Israelites had the opportunity to hear from God, and they rejected it. The Israelites rejected God. They didn't want to hear from God because they were afraid in the moment. Like If they would have looked back at everything that God had done for him, even though they were experiencing something they had never experienced before, they could have saw that God actually cared about them, that God loved them. That God was doing this for them, that they were his people. But because they were afraid in the moment, they chose not to hear directly from God, his word. They chose to hear it through another, through Moses. Now, by choosing to reject that, they're rejecting his word. Who is his word? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. His word is Jesus. The whole Old Testament points to Christ. They were rejecting Christ. No wonder they couldn't ever obey because they didn't trust God. They didn't trust God then. They, they definitely wouldn't trust him through Moses. Does that make sense? I mean, that's God. Now, now what were they afraid of? Is it, what were they afraid of? They were afraid of punishment. They were afraid that they would be punished because of their sin. First John chapter 4 Verse 16 says, God is love, period. And then in verse 18, and I would recommend looking at this one because it's so cool. It says, there is no fear in love because, perfect love, uh, because fear has to do with punishment. And perfect love casts out fear. 1 John 4.16 says, God is love. And 4.18 says, there is no Fear in love because fear has to do with punishment. Why were they afraid of God? They were afraid because they were going to be punished because he had just given all these laws and commands and they knew that they were guilty. They were afraid of punishment. But here's the thing. Jesus was sent. Jesus came for you. You don't have to be afraid of punishment. Maybe you're afraid or you've been afraid of God. You don't want to hear from God because you know what you've done and you know that God is holy and you're afraid to come to him because you think that maybe he will punish you for all of the junk that you've done. But see, we're, Jesus Christ took your punishment. Jesus Christ was rejected and punished so that you could be loved and accepted. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to fear running to him anymore. As a matter of fact, the reason that people die separated from him is because they run in fear and shame and never receive what he did for us. But now we can run confidently to him because of what Jesus did. We don't have to fear anymore. And 
some people would say, well, well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. That's what the Bible says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. The beginning, what happens when you understand who God is, you understand how holy he is and how much he loves you. You see your sin and you see how separated from him you are and you fear being separated from him forever. But then what do you do? You run to him and you get to know him and you get to know him as a son gets to know a father and he is love. And there is no fear in love and you realize that you don't have to worry about being punished anymore because Jesus took your punishment for you. So you be, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but it's much better than that. We walk in the loving arms of a father and he teaches us all things and we grow in wisdom and in stature in him. He was punished and rejected so we could be loved and accepted. So the first was focus. Where's my focus? Maybe, maybe let's just let's pray together because I, I just, I like to talk to Jesus. If you want your focus to be on him, pray with me, God, I, I want my focus I, I, I want my focus to be on you. I don't want to be distracted by anything, God. Because I know what you are best. I know what you have for me is best, God. And I know that, that you love me. So, Father, let me see you more clearly. Let me be 100% focused on you constantly so that others can see you in and through me. That's my prayer. Is that yours? Number two is... Do I want, or is, is desire, do I want to hear from God? So maybe you pray with me on this one. Father, I want to hear from you. God, in the areas of my heart where I don't want to, Lord God, reveal that because, because I want everything in my life, Lord God, to be open to you. Father, I don't want to run from you in any aspect. I want to see you as you are, Father. Lord, in, in, in any area that I don't want to, I want to want to, Father. For, so give me a deeper desire for you, Lord God. I want to seek after you because you said seek and we'll find. So that's one and two, focus and desire. Number three is know-how. Do I know how to hear from God? Like you might say to yourself, well, if God were to speak to me and we... We talked about this in, in our practice services. I talked about this with our team. If God were to speak to me, then I would definitely know it. He doesn't, I don't hear him, so he's not speaking. That's not true whatsoever. I think about Samuel. Samuel was dedicated as a, as a young boy to the temple. And he, he was given uh, after he was weaned from his mother and Eli, the high priest, Eli uh, took care of him and, and raised him up in, in the Lord. And before Samuel even knew the Lord, he was blessed by the Lord in all, in all things that he, he, he did. But then there was this one night that Samuel's laying on his cot. It's, it's late at night. Everybody's asleep. Eli's asleep. And, and he hears something. Something says, Samuel. Someone says, Samuel. Samuel gets up off of the cot. 
he runs to Eli because he doesn't know who said it. He runs to Eli and he, and he wakes up Eli. He's like, Eli, Eli, did you, did you call me? And I imagine Eli probably saying late at night, no, go back to bed. I'm sleepy. Samuel kind of confused and dazed as I imagine it. He goes and lays back down in the bed. Right as he's about to go to sleep probably, you hear a second time, Samuel. Samuel gets up, runs to Eli, wakes him up again. Same thing. No, go back to bed. We got work tomorrow. Samuel goes back, lays down. Third time, exact same thing happens. Samuel, he goes back to Eli. No. And before he sends him back this time, Eli has the wherewithal to realize that nobody else could be speaking to Samuel. So this is likely God. So he sells Samuel. He gives him some direction. He says, Samuel, this time the Lord speaks to you again. This is God. Say, here I am, I'm your servant. So Samuel has a choice in this next time. He goes back and he lays down and he hears the words, Samuel. Samuel has a choice because Samuel growing up in the temple, Samuel knowing Eli, knowing that when God calls your name, when God calls you, that there's a choice. If you respond to that call, everything in your life changes if you respond to that call, you are surrendering your life in order to follow the one who is calling you, who is calling your name. Samuel, in that moment, he chooses. He says, yes, Lord, here I am, your humble servant. In the same way, a lot of times, God, well, God gives everyone the opportunity I believe God gives every single person the opportunity. God calls people and, and there's just a lot of people that reject him. But maybe that's you today. Maybe God is calling you. Maybe what I've said about hearing God's voice and you've realized that your focus has never really been on God. Maybe your focus has always been on what you've heard about God but not on who he truly is and hearing from him in a daily conversational way or maybe you've never really wanted to hear from God because you were scared about being punished by him not knowing how much he loves you and what he's done for you maybe God's calling you right now because God can use people to speak to people and calling your name and saying is it time for you to have some life change to surrender to say here I am Lord your humble servant Let's just take a moment and we'll give the opportunity. Let's, let's bow our head and close our eyes because this is special. If what I'm saying or what I've been saying and you've, you've heard about how much God loves you and you heard about who he is and, and, and you know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, God right now is calling you into a relationship with him that you've never experienced before. You've never given your life to him, but you know that it's time. If that's you, would you raise your hand? If that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus, would you raise your hand? I see you. I see you. Amazing. Well, let's pray. And actually, I think that brother was just praying for everybody because he's my brother in Christ. So I have great news. Everybody in here knows Jesus. 
I believe everybody in here knows Jesus and wants to continue in relationship with him. So let's all look up. So what did the Eli and Samuel thing show us? It shows us that Samuel heard, heard from God but didn't know who, God, who it was. He had never been taught to hear from God. So maybe there's sometimes in your life where you've heard the voice of God but you didn't know it was God speaking to you or you didn't know that it was him communicating to you about your life. And that's what this whole series is about, hearing God, hearing his voice. The first, one we, the first part of the series we deliberately chose to answer the question, can I hear from God? Because we're setting the foundation. The second part of the series, we've deliberately chosen, I've deliberately chosen to answer the question, why don't I hear from God? Because I wanna show you that he wants to speak to you and he can speak to you and he is speaking to you. It's wanting to hear him and, 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 and listening to him. He wants to break into your life and impact you in, in amazing ways. Change your life forever for the best. The next parts of the series, next two Sundays, we'll talk about really practically how do I hear from God? What ways, and, and we'll dive in deep on how he speaks to us through the Bible, once again, through prayer, through circumstance, and through other people. And just to give you a really quick Really quick testimony of, uh, just because I said that I would do it every Sunday, a really quick testimony of, of one of the ways that God has spoken to me uh, in the past, I don't know, a couple of days actually. It was just about two days ago. I was at the house and I got a knock on my door and it was my neighbor. She's a, she's a dear, sweet um, little old lady and, and um she heard me say that, she, she'd be mad at me. So she's a young lady. She's young and, and full of life. And uh, there was a homeless man that she was giving some work to um, in, her, in her yard. And she asked me, she said, you know, I just thought about you. Is there anything that you can do? Uh, be honest, I was, once again, I was busy. And, and, um, and I, I really didn't want to do anything. But at the same time, I just kind of felt like, hey, uh, I'll go meet this, this guy. So I went and met him and, and got to talk with him. His name was Brody and his seemed like a really nice guy, and, and uh, I told Betty that I'd, I'd just think about it and, and think about what I needed to do. So I go back inside, and I'm not telling you this to brag on me or anything. I'm boasting in the Lord, but also just as an example. I go back inside and, and uh, begin to think about what I can do, and he's very hungry. And so my wife had made this pot um, of soup the night before, and it's this awesome soup. We're from Louisiana. She can cook, and it's amazing. It's spicy. It's good. And... Uh, I only had about enough for one bowl, and that was my plan for lunch. And I just felt like I should give him my soup. I was like, at first I was like, oh, really? You know, but God says to give generously, to give with a joyful heart. So, so I was like, okay, I'm going to give him the soup. And so I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, because I don't have anything else really to, uh, to fix. At that moment, I was kind of in a rush. I needed, uh, I needed to get out of there um, to go do some stuff. So I, I scraped the soup in a little plastic container and, and I go over and I take him the soup and I hire him to, to mow the lawn for us, you know, and to give him some work and that kind of thing. So I give him my lunch and, and hire him to mow a lawn. And, and that was that, you know, and I felt like, man, I, I was doing what God had asked me to do, even though I didn't feel like it in the moment. So I go to take care of some errands that I needed to run. And not 20 minutes later, I get a call from a friend of mine, a member of this church, actually. 
He says, hey, man, uh, what you doing for lunch? Wasn't expecting it. I said, I don't know. Uh, he said, well, look, let me take you, take you to, to lunch. I'm going to take you out to the outback. I said, what? That's amazing. You know, and then I thought back to, man, as you give, it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It's God speaking to me, but then also blessing me. It was so amazing. So I went and got to enjoy. He bought me a steak at the Outback. And then not only did he bless me, but he blessed my wife as well and bought her uh, Alice, Alice Springs chicken, I think, is Outback. I mean, how cool is that? That God challenged, us, challenged me and by his grace, not because of, but because he's amazing in and through me, um, was able to bless a homeless man, but then he, he turned around and, and blessed me on top of that. In our daily lives, we can follow him. Even when we don't feel like it, we lay down our lives for those around us as he challenges us and empowers us to do that. And then through that, he blesses the world around us and we get blessed on top of it. Hearing God's voice in our daily life, it's amazing. Thanks for listening to The Real Church Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to get to know us, be sure to check us out on social media by searching Real Church Clearwater or visit us online at www.realchurch.us. If you'd like to play a part in what we're doing, you can do so right where you are. Your prayers are powerful and effective. You can also be a part through giving. Go to realchurch.us and click the Give button. Whether you're praying, giving, or serving with Real Church, you are playing a part in every life being changed. Thank you. Until our next podcast, be blessed. We'll see you next time.